Hey everybody, welcome to Geek This Podcast, where wearing a pocket protector is acceptable, but not necessarily recommended. I'm David Clements, and I'm your host for this podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Dark Knight, Batman, the Caped Crusader, the world's greatest detective. Um, and maybe he's your favorite hero. He's one of my favorite heroes in comic book dumb. And so I thought we'd just kind of dive in and just hopefully I've got some facts that you guys have never known about Batman. Or maybe you do know them and you just forgot. Um, so this is kind of a character breakdown of Batman. And the episode title is Holy Podcast Batman. Yes, I'm pulling from 1966 Batman the movie, um, but updating it. Yeah, you got that. Anyway, um, so before I actually get started, I just want to make a note and say that after I recorded episode one, I got some feedback from some close friends, and I decided to revamp the podcast and kind of changed the way that I did some things. And in doing that, I added some segments, and hopefully I'm not blabbing too much about random things. Um, but if you want to hear episode one, go to geekthispodcast.com slash one, and um, that will be available to you to listen to. Um, we are actually on iTunes also, so you can go to iTunes, and you should be able to Look up, search for Geek This Podcast, and we'll come up. I will come up. There's not a we yet. So, um, like I was saying, <laughs> see, I'm already losing my train of thought. Um, and I've even got notes in front of me, so I can go off of those. So, before we actually jump into talking about Batman, um, I want to share with you a segment that I call Bites, where, um... And just kind of share with you a story that relates to geekdom or stuff that geeks would like. And I, I will admit I did steal this idea from um, one of my favorite podcasts, Relevant Magazine's Relevant Podcast. They have slices, we have bites, and either way, I, I think this story would, would work out okay. So, um, this is actually from brandeating.com, and uh, if you like pizza, you're going to like this, possibly. Um, this is from a Pizza Hut in Singapore. I'm, I don't know if it's the only Pizza Hut in Singapore, but it's from a Pizza Hut in Singapore. They decided to put together their own unique creation called the Double Sensation Pizza. And that sounds fantastic. But I don't know that it is. I still want to try it. If I could ever get my hands on one of these, I would definitely go at it and try it and give my opinion. But um, I, I just kind of want to read this article to you because I it's interesting. I don't know if you guys are into pizza and food and stuff like that, but I love pizza. I'm a big fan of Pizza Hut Pizza also. Say what you will about them. I don't care. Um, but I've always liked Pizza Hut Pizza, and I kind of prefer it over any other. So let's go ahead and jump into this. 
Uh, again, this is from brandeating.com. Pizza Hut is offering something interesting out in Singapore for the holidays. The double sen sensation pizza. Ugh, I can't talk. Um, mind you, uh, this is this is only good till the end of 2012. Um, so it's expired now, and I'll never get my hands on one. But I find it interesting, even so. Um, looking more like an edible party tray than a pizza, the double sensation is so named because it features not one, but two rings of crust. The outer ring is stuffed with melted mozzarella, parmesan, and cheddar sorry, <laughs> and cheddar cheeses, which ooze out in intermittent holes in the crust, while the inner ring is filled with chicken sausage with bits of cheese inside. Um, so if you're picturing this, there is a photo, by the way, in the show notes, geekthispodcast.com slash 12. Um, it's got, it's your standard pizza crust, but it's kind of like stuffed crust, except it looks like they drilled holes into it and just pumped it with tons and tons of cheese. Um, so there's that crust and then kind of in the middle, it looks like it's probably only like a three inch circle of crust, but this actually has chicken sausage in it, stuffed in it. Yeah. Article goes on to say, but that's not all. The inner pizza features smoked chicken and zucchini on a pepper alfredo sauce, and the outer ring is topped with turkey ham, bell peppers, and mushrooms on a salsa sauce. Don't know about the salsa sauce. The alfredo sauce sounds good. And for some odd reason, the pizza is finished with a single cherry in the center. That I find odd. Um, I like cherries on my Sundays, not on my pizza. Yeah. So you could have gotten a 10-inch version of this for around $22 U.S. Um, if you want a 13-inch, it's like $28. And they came with all kinds of deals and stuff like that. The ad on this site says that their Christmas feast deal was $40.90 and that fed four to five people. It came with sides too, but yeah, I don't know. I would try it. That's that's me. So, there was your bite, your literal bite. Um, by the way, bites is B Y T E S. Just think geek, okay? Um, so now that that's over and I've wet your appetite, go get some pizza, and we're gonna dive into our feature topic on Batman. So, if you're listening to this, you know who Batman is. And if you don't, uh, you should probably find out who Batman is. I'm just going to, that's all I'm saying. Find out who he is. And I'm going to teach you who he is. And just kind of, hopefully throw some facts about him that you may not have known. Um, a fact is that he debuted in 1939 at Detective Comics number 27, and um, basically that was because of how popular Superman was in action comics. And uh, Bob Kane, who is an artist, came up with the original concept of Batman. And Bill Finger was the original writer of the Batman books. And it's really cool. He, uh, in this interview, um, and this is through Wikipedia, I know, official source of everything. Um, but according to this article... Bill Finger talks about who Batman was when Bob Kane came up with him. And 
this is a quote. Kane had an idea for a character called Batman, and he li he'd like me to see the drawings. I went over to Kane's, and he had drawn a character who looked very much like Superman, with kind of reddish tights, I believe, with boots, no gloves, no gauntlets, with a small domino mask swinging on a rope. He had two stiffed wings that were sticking out, looking like bat wings, and under it was a big sign, Batman. Um... And so that is the original Batman. I mean, that was before he was published, obviously. Those are the rough sketches. But Batman looked nothing like we know him. And Bill Finger actually gave Bob Kane a little, like, some ideas and more direction into becoming the Batman that we know from those early comics. Um, like the cowl and the cape instead of wings and the gloves. And totally kind of recolored him. And I think what a lot of people don't know is Bob Kane ended up taking all of the credit for Batman. And I know this is a really controversial thing with comic book fans and um, stuff like that. But, you know, I, when I was going through this, it just it kind of blew me away that, you know, Bill Finger never sued Bob Kane for, uh, you know, not including him in um, the rights to Batman. And it just, I don't know, that just blows me away. And the the more that they crafted him, um, they they looked at what what other heroes could they pull pull from to create this character and so uh, Zorro was a huge thing and um, excuse me uh, when Bill Finger was writing he he thought about um, the shadow and Sherlock Holmes and things like that and really made a a really interesting character that I think we all know and love now. So we kind of move on, and Batman's really developed um, in, you know, in the 40s and stuff. And in the 60s, Bill Finger actually started, uh, well, Bob Kane was the one getting the credit for, for Batman, and his, his name was the one that popped up, you know, created by Bob Kane. And Bill Finger was actually acknowledged in a letter from an editor, I think, that he only created the Riddler. <laughs> so we move into the 1950s and the 1960s, and Superman was still extremely popular, and Batman had grown to be very popular also. So DC decided... Let's team these guys up. The first time that Superman and Batman ever teamed up was in 1952. It was a story called The Mightiest Team in the World. Uh, and it was actually Superman 76, I think? Yeah, Superman number 76. And it, it just kind of blew the socks off of, of readers and really kind of... I, I, I don't think people understood the 
how awesome it could be for two superheroes to team up. And it was actually one of the biggest money makers um, in the entire era, or in that you know in that era of comic books. And uh, they ran this mightiest team in the world kind of thing um, in World's Finest Comics until 1986. Uh, and it was just, it was really cool. And it got so big that people started to look at these characters and you kind of know what they pulled from Batman. And that was his relationship with Robin. People were saying that, you know, Batman and Robin were gay and all this other stuff. And they decided, I guess, or they assume that Batgirl and Batwoman and female characters like that were brought in so that they wouldn't look as homosexual, you know. And so, you know, people are just kind of really hammering on this, and I know a lot of people like to come back to it. I, some more current writers of Batman have even talked about how, oh yeah, I've always assumed that Bruce Wayne was actually gay, and I don't know. My Batman, <laughs> go ahead, this is a sound clip, my Batman is not gay. Uh, he's a man's man, you know, he's a ladies man also. Um, I don't know, that's beside the point. So, moving on, um, 1964 was really where they started to kind of revamp Batman and turn him into what ended up being the Batman from, you know, uh, the TV show. And it was really campy and cheesy, and people loved that back then. And I actually got a chance to watch Batman the movie Oh, it's been a couple of weeks. Really, when I was going through this, trying to get an idea of what I wanted to talk about, I decided to watch that, and it is really silly, but it's very kind of tongue-in-cheek. I think they, they know how silly that they are being, and and I, I did enjoy it. I loved it. Uh, very over-the-top. I, I highly suggest somebody, not somebody, I suggest you go and watch the, mo the movie. It's on Netflix right now, um, and... Yeah, it's it's January right now, 2013. So you can, you should still be able to find it. I could look at my TV right now if I wanted to, but uh, yeah, go watch that. Lots of lots of fun. So they really tried to fuse that campiness into the comics, you know, and they kind of reflected each other. You know, the comics got campy because of the TV show, and the TV show. Um. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Um, they, they really worked kind of together in the campiness of it all, and, um, uh, it was really great, and it lasted for a few years, uh, I think 1968 was the last year for the Batman TV show, and it made such an impact. After the TV show, they decided, you know what, that's, the campiness was good and all, but let's revamp this, you know? And Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams, in 1969, brought out kind of the Batman that we know. The darker, grittier... Every time I think of that, I think of a Stan Lee thing. Um, the, the darker and grittier Batman. And 
I think that's really where the Dark Knight comes from. That's just kind of been the Batman for as long as most people can remember. So, of course, this darker Batman brought more people out of the woodwork to write story, write Batman stories. And in 1986, Frank Miller came onto the scene and did something totally different with Batman. And that was The Dark Knight Returns, where you have an old Batman. And I actually have not seen the movie that's out yet. Um, if you've seen it, let me know how it is. I've heard it's pretty good. Um, I haven't read that comic either, those books, I guess. And so Frank Miller just kind of, again, reimagined and sparked people's interest and, po and the popularity of Batman. He did it again the following year with Batman Year One, where he went back to Batman's origin before it was so cliche to do origin stories. And really, I, I've read Year One, and that is probably one of my favorite Batman books. Because, yes, you have recognizable characters and things like that, but it's just... I don't know. There's just something about it, and I love it. Again, it got a little darker this time. And Frank Miller is a darker writer, from what I understand. And it just it just became more fitting. This whole dark trend continued through the 80s. Um, so you had Batman the Killing Joke, A Death in the Family, and those... Those books, which were huge and still are huge, and they're kind of staples in the Batman universe, they inspired filmmakers. And so you get into 1989's Batman by Tim Burton, which I, I still love that movie. I don't care what you have to say about it. I love that movie, and I always will. So it started to go dark, and I, I don't want to go through all of Batman's movie stuff, but, you know, I think Tim Burton, sure, he was he was pulling from that the, that 60s Batman, you know, TV show, kind of the campiness of it. But he was still pulling from Frank Miller's work, too, because it was dark. And granted, that's Tim Burton's style. But he really, I think Tim Burton crafted it um, in a very Burton-esque way. You know, and, and it fit, and I thought I still think that, that was a good fit. Um, we can talk about Joel Schumacher's two Batman movies, but we won't. Oh, Batman and Robin, yuck. So, anyway, um, so Batman went through all these iterations, and then Christopher Nolan got his hands on him, made the Dark Knight trilogy, and the kind of the rest is history. And. You know, um, I think Batman's kind of exploded in recent years, and he's he's definitely, I think, maybe gotten darker. Um, I have read very, very little of DC's New 52 line of Batman comics, and I have heard that they are really good. And I know, I know, I should have my geek license revoked because I don't know what's going on. But I've seen some of them. They look fantastic. Um, Scott Snyder and 
Greg Capullo are doing those right now, and they look fantastic, and I've heard that they really are fantastic. And uh, for those that don't know, New 52 is kind of a reboot of the entire, I guess it is a reboot of the entire um, DC Comics line of books. And I, I've read some of their other stuff, and I've been really impressed with it. And I, I think Batman's probably one of the biggest books right now for DC, because every time I go into our local comic book shop, uh, I def I can't get the most recent issue. I I know when I went to get episode or episode, jeez, um, when I went to get issue thirteen totally out and so i never got a chance to read that and it's kind of kept me from from reading it so and that's kind of the history of batman till now and uh, maybe you've heard some stuff that you didn't know maybe dates or whatever i think the coolest thing that stands out is what batman could have looked like and i actually found a picture on google where somebody illustrated drew um batman like that so uh, i will put that in the show notes and i was actually kind of hoping to have one or two people on here um through google hangouts to give me kind of a kind of their their thoughts on batman and i still might try and include them in the episode if i can all right so that is my little spiel on Batman. And um, let me tell you about our sponsors, or my, the sponsor <laughs> for Geek This Podcast, because we are almost out of time. This week's episode of Geek This Podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Listeners of Geek This can get a free audiobook by visiting geekthispodcast.com slash getaudible. With over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or any other MP3 player, you're sure to find something you like. Again, give me your feedback, give me your comments, and if you'd like to do that, you can do that um, several ways. You can email me, feedback at geekthispodcast.com. You can go to geekthispodcast.com slash connect. Um, there's a little form you can fill out. You can comment on the show notes at geekthispodcast.com slash two, where you can find all of this information. And you can also leave a voice message. There's a little um, tab on the right-hand side of the site. You click it, use your microphone, and... Just kind of give me your feedback. Tell me what you think of Batman um, or anything else that you'd like to talk about on Geek This Podcast. Uh, yeah, Geek This Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it wasn't too boring. Um, but I appreciate you hanging around and listening. And things are going to get better. Uh, I'm not feeling the best right now. You can probably tell I'm a little nasally. Um, my One of my ears is plugged up. So uh, I'm a little distracted with all that. But um, thank you so much for listening. And again, if you want to see the show notes on this episode, go to geekthispodcast.com slash two, and you can check all that out, and you can comment there. So uh, thanks a lot for listening yet again, and um, 
I will be back next week. See you later, guys.